Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13, 14 minutes long usually, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's word. And that is important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, don't you? Who need to come closer to God, who need to start thinking about their eternal destiny. Help them by getting them into these short studies every day, into God's Word, through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. That may make a difference eternally in their life. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing with everyone you can every day, starting today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of God's grace. We've said... Grace, God's grace, hard to put into words, that is by way of definition and full description, analysis. We, we use different frames of reference. We talk about God's grace being his unmerited favor, his loving kindness toward mankind. But yeah, that sounds rather technical, doesn't it? We talked about an acronym where we take the first letter of each of these words, and they spell out the word grace, and also they spell out the real principle of God's grace, and that is God's riches at Christ's expense. We also use the expression, God's grace, that's all God, no, no me. We don't earn God's grace. We don't have it coming naturally, but it is natural for God to extend his grace to us. We say justice is getting what a person deserves. Mercy is not getting what a person deserves. But God's grace, God's grace is receiving goodness from God that we don't deserve. That's God's grace. And so boiled down, thinking about that acronym again, God's riches at Christ's expense spelling out the word grace, the perhaps boiled down, the most succinct and fundamental understanding of God's grace can simply be expressed in the name Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. In the most visible way, Christ is the personification, the fulfillment of God's grace. In James, uh, John, rather, the gospel account according to John, beginning with chapter 1, and I want to read the first few verses here and then drop down a little further in the chapter. Verse 1 begins this particular gospel account saying, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, uh, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, if you drop down to verse 14, It says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so we understand what the word means in in that first verse. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We're talking about Jesus Christ, God the Son. He was in the beginning with God. Now notice this in verse 3, all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. So Jesus Christ, God the Son, 
right there with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit in the very creation of mankind, of this world, of everything that we see around us, of the entire universe, and nothing was made that was made without him. Nothing was made that was made without him. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Well, again, deep meaning words there. Jesus came. He portrayed himself, identified himself as the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 through 16. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do we sin? Do you sin? Everybody sins. Romans 3 and verse 23, the Apostle Paul said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There are a number of other passages of Scripture that say the same thing, just different wording. All of us are guilty of sin. Now, that sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59 and verse 2, but it also brings the wages of death. And ultimately, as we noted earlier in Revelation 21 and verse 8, that means eternal condemnation in hell, the second death as it's called. We're all going to die physically. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 27 and 28, that's set in stone unless the Lord comes again first. But if we end up in eternal condemnation and hell, that's what's described there as the second death. That is an eternal state of dying with all of that agony without ever reaching the ultimate climax of being fully dead. It's eternal condemnation in hell. But Jesus, he brought, what does verse, what does verse 4 say? Back in John chapter 1 and verse 4, he was life. He brought life. And the light, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Let's understand one particular way of understanding that last verse, verse 5. Jesus came to a world engulfed in the darkness of sin. We're still living in that world right now. And the darkness of sin is engulfing it. And it seems like the darkness is getting darker and darker all the time as we go through our physical lives here. But Jesus brought the light of eternal life, of forgiveness, redemption, and eternal life as the Savior. But the darkness rejected him. Those who refused to accept him as the Savior, those who refused to come to him and follow him through his teachings, to be obedient to him, to become his faithful, obedient, dedicated followers, they rejected him. The darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness did not believe. The darkness did not accept Jesus, their Savior. Now let's drop down. Let's drop down to 
verse 10, verse 9. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, children of God, to whom are to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. If we'll come to God through Jesus Christ, as God has sent his son by his grace to pay the price for our redemption, our forgiveness through his death on the cross, we, we can come to life through him. We can be born again, not physically, but spiritually. And then look at verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. What are we talking about? What are we focusing upon in this particular study? Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of God's grace. What is the best understanding, the best definition, the best description of God's grace that we could possibly find and give? simply the name, the person, the Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of God's grace. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 21, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through the righteousness or through righteousness to to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Without Jesus Christ, our Savior, what he did for us in leaving heaven, becoming man, and going to that cross, and dying to pay the price for our sins, we'd have no hope. We'd be lost eternally. But he came. He came so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ, God's grace. Best definition, best description, best analysis, best understanding. Again, the wages of sin were doomed. It's death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is God's grace. There is God's grace. He sent his son to die in our place. My. So he could taste death for all men by the grace of God. Hebrews 2 and verse 9. We don't deserve that. 
We don't have it coming. No way we can earn it. Only by God's grace, through Jesus, do we have hope. And oh, what hope we have through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your son. Thank you for our Savior, our Lord. Thank you for the gospel message of forgiveness and redemption and eternal life, salvation that he brought to us. Thank you, Father, all by your grace. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks, Father, be to you. Help us to fulfill your extension of grace upon each one of us to the best of our ability and to your glory, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.